0: Do you need some results-based tips and strategies to help you level up your PR and business communication? Stick around. By the end of this episode, you will learn a few strategies that you can implement right away. This is Michelle McKenzie, and welcome to the WTF Podcast, where we demystify entrepreneurship and the fog around funding. My guest today is Phoenix Jackson. Phoenix is the founder of Phoenix Effect, a 16-year-old global public relations, communications, and business development firm. She has worked with many small business owners, nonprofits, professional athletes, entertainers, authors, speakers, politicians, NGOs you name it, she's worked with them. She's been in the game for a while. In this episode, you'll learn what business owners should do about business communications and how to do it effectively, the differences between personal PR and business communication, when you should hire a PR firm as a business owner, and five useful PR 101 tips that you can implement right away. Phoenix, welcome to the WTF Podcast.
1: Hi,
0: how are you? How are you?
1: Having me. Oh my goodness. You
0: are welcome. So before I get into the question, in your bio that I just read, it says that you've been in this business for 16 years. So I want to know if you started as a fetus because (laughs) How? (laughs)
1: Well, you know what's crazy? I did a speech recently and I was like, I've been lying to everybody for a year. It's actually 17 years. January is going to be 18 years. So I started this company. So
0: you were a fetus when you started. I was.
1: I was like two. I started this company while sophomore in college. And so I kind of pivoted and landed into public relations. When I started the company, we were, you know, a kind of -of run-of-the-mill branding and web development firm. I was helping my then-fiance, then later-turned-husband. I was helping his business at the time with like the web and just the branding and logo design and all that because his regular person who he hired was never consistent. And that person then ended up training me on how to manage his account, how to manage all of his collateral. From there, I just upticked it. Other people saw that they came out and were like, hey, could you help us with our branding and website? And that's how the company literally started. So I switched, to the behest of my family, switched from being a molecular biology honor student to a business student and changed my major. And it, the rest has been history. And now here we are 17 years later and the company pivoted along the way from just brand branding and design into PR around 2008 with an event for Will Smith's team. And we were, we've were we just been flying ever since with that.
0: Well, since you're just gonna drop Will Smith's name, well, tell me about <laughs> that event. So it was
1: for the Seven Pounds premiere. And like I said, this was in 2008. And we were called to do like cinematography and videography and photography and also red carpet management and corresponding. So interviews with the athletes and interviews with people who were attached to the production of this. And then, of course, I got to meet Will and, you know, take the pictures and all the things. And so I'm like a forever fan because that was like my introduction into media relations and public relations. And I fell in love with it.
0: So that's a good pathway into how you actually launched this business. You decided, okay, I'm going to transition this into a PR firm. What are the steps that you took to get started? Yes.
1: So the company, we still do those like core, you know, service offerings that we have before. So we still do the branding and the web development and all the things, right? However, a lot of our clients who were, you know, maybe a politician or a celebrity or someone who's a leader or public speaker, they were like, well, since you guys know media relations, can you help us? with booking engagements? Can you help us with you know, getting on TV? And because we had developed all these partnerships, it was like, oh yeah, we could do that. So it was just an easy pivot to add that extra
0: service in or those list of service offerings. What should business owners do about business communication and how do they do it effectively? If you're a business owner and you don't have a PR company, they don't have you, Yes. How should they go about, and let's say they're also early in the game, so they're still trying to figure it out. How do they go about effectively messaging their business communication?
1: So first they need to figure out, you know, why are they in this game in the first place? I always tell people PR starts from within. So what's the actual core processes and services you're offering to the public and who is said public? Right? Who are the people that you're truly, truly trying to take care of, or trying to work with, or trying to sell your products or services? Or if you have a nonprofit, who is your audience? Who are your donors? And then who are the people that you're trying to impact? So it's always about who's in the forefront and who are the people that you're going to impact and affect. I tell people to figure that piece out first. Then they need to figure out, okay, I know exactly who I'm going to impact. What am I truly offering to them? And what is different about what I'm offering versus the next organization or company that does the exact same thing? So then it's about figuring out what differentiates you from the pack. And people don't understand that there's so many cool ways to figure out how you differentiate. And you take that story, you take those elements, and that's what you take to the media. What are some of
0: those cool ways, Phoenix, that you've seen over time that people tend to miss?
1: Okay, so... I mean, I remember a woman who came to me and she was a public speaker and she had been speaking for years, but she also was skimping on some of her own core talents. So I l- later learned that she was like the eldest of five siblings. She was like the second mom in the household of a single parent. And I was like, you have to weave those unique pieces of your story into your conversation. I was like, because you manage the household young those are actually transferable skills you are someone who knows how to handle people of different age groups you know you're someone who knows how to be a leader amongst individuals that you probably shouldn't be actually leading like you're not supposed to be a second parent but you were so basically you know how to pivot and like maneuver within tough situations and you know how to adapt use that in some of your languaging. Use that in some of your core language when you're selling yourself to consult with large nonprofits or large corporations. Or use that languaging if you happen to be on a podcast or happen to be featured on TV. Talk about the fact that some of your core talents lie in your original story, your origin story. I feel like people do not really incorporate their origin story enough. And PR is all about telling the story you're selling the story. That's what it's always about. That's like the first piece of PR. It comes from within. It's your story. Even every major business, even like Apple products, their core story is around Steve Jobs, the man and his journey. So I tell people like to ensure that when you are doing your PR and you are looking at stepping into it from a personal point of view or even corporate you have to start with that succinct story as well. So figuring out who, right? Who's the audience? Who you are trying to impact? Who do you need to be speaking to? And then what's the story and what is what your core talents are or the things that you've experienced? What does that have to do with this audience? How can that impact or affect the audience in a positive way? If all of that just made sense.
0: <laughs> it does. Lisa Nichols is someone who leverages her stories yes. very well for her yes. business. And I was going to say, because... The example you used of your client was someone who was a speaker that works very well with speakers, but then you also added the Steve Jobs and Apple story because I was going to then ask, what about people who have a product, a different type of business where they're not the business, the, you know that person themselves, it's an actual physical product, how do they use personal stories? to connect consumers and their audience to that? And you gave an example of that with the Apple story. Because
1: design is not about how things look, right? It's about how things function. A product is a function. It's something that's to be used. So you tell the story always in testimonials. You tell the story always to the media of this is how this particular product has actually impacted or affected or made change and you find ways in different with the different differentiation piece you find ways with like hey this product has this you know aspect to it that no other product has like is it 100% post recyclable products you know that it's made from right or do you guys not test on animals um how do you guys you know utilize your workforce do you have a fair trade agreement if you're getting this produced overseas. There's so many pieces that someone can pull out for the media with a product as well. And media is interested in that type of thing when it comes to products. You know, someone can literally approach Good Morning America, or they can approach any major media company and say, hey, so we have this, you know, this post-consumer uh, recycled product, and it does X, Y, and Z. And this is how we are assisting and ensuring that like, we're not polluting the planet with this product. And they will be interested in that. And that will actually differentiate you from the other people who have that same type of product. And you can weave and tell the story of why you became more conscientious. You know, weave one of your personal stories in about how you feel about the earth and nature into that story as you are selling the information about your product. And at the end of the day, it's about the sell, right? It's about the call to action of, hey, go buy this product. But they're getting some behind the scenes story of it. And people love a good story. People live for a good story. We're we're all like natural listeners and followers. Even the people who are the leaders, they still have people that they listen to along the way.
0: What are some tips that you could give to help business owners figure out how to extract their story? Because some people might say, and I'm one of those persons, well, I'm not a natural storyteller or I have no useful stories that anyone would find value in, or I struggle with vulnerability in order to tell a story that's compelling. What are some tips or strategies or just general advice that you would give to those people? And when I say those people, I mean me.
1: <laughs> so my first thing would be me to tell that person, they need to take my the do-it-yourself PR class, because literally the first two lessons are about like your brand story picking out words that resonate with you about who you are. It's more of a self-reflective piece. And then there's a whole like homework breakdown of putting that storyboard together. But I would say one, you need to find out, you know, what you can even like reverse engineer it. So creating a story with the audience in mind, looking at a call to action. So let's think about what that final call to action is. Let's say you own a nonprofit that's veteran-centric. And by the way, there are 39,000 veteran organizations in the country, nonprofits. Some of them do what they're supposed to do. Most of them do not, unfortunately. But let's say you are an organization that is focused towards veterans. Your call to action may be, hey, we want veterans to come here. We give them access to rent payments. We give them access to free health care or free health assessments or what may have you. From there, you can reverse engineer a story like, hey, we started this organization because maybe my grandfather or uncle or someone went to Vietnam, came back. They were not the same. And this is what they needed to survive. And unfortunately, they didn't. They were not able to survive because they didn't have this. So we created this and lured them in their journey. I do believe everybody has a story and multiple stories. I got like 20 of them. Okay, like everybody has experienced something. I believe everybody on some level is are, are sensitive to the perfunctories of life and the changes. So every major change and transition in your journey, you can sit back, figure out the lesson in that. And then how can you apply that lesson in your service and product offerings? But Like I said, you can reverse engineer it and begin with the call to action and say, you know what? What do I want people to do? OK, I figured out what I want people to do. How can I weave a story in that explains to them? why I want them to do it and why I want them to think that this is important because this is why it's important to me. The next thing I would tell people to do is when they're looking at their own PR strategy, is to build partnerships with like-minded individuals and organizations. So one thing that I don't see enough small businesses or organizations taking advantage of is adjacent media. And I say adjacent media because if you go and partner with Organization A and Organization B, and you guys have an event, you guys now have three names instead of one to send out in a press release. Whereas the news may pick up, look up one of your organizations, say, "Oh, we like them," and they may come there and do an interview. But guess what? Everyone who's connected to that event and organization are going to get an uptick on Google, are going to get picked up in the press release and the the PR newswire. You know, so I I would like for people as you guys are like working on your personal PR or your corporate to look at who can you form a partnership with that you guys can build out events and sort of installations that can get you all a media with each other, you know, and maybe one of the partners already has a nice media following and you've been connected to them. Now you're going to be picked up by said media outlets as well. Another thing I think people should do if they're doing their own PR and, and stepping out there is mingling with the media in every major city, there are business journals, there are newspapers, and they're always having events and it, it, you, where you could like go in and mingle and talk to the journalists that are there and literally getting their direct contact information. And once they get to know you and you're the owner of this or the executive director of that, or you're a subject matter expert of X, Y, and Z, oh, they're going to reach out to you and be like, hey, can I plug you in to come and speak about this, this, and that? They love reliable sources and people that they meet and connect with. And they're always having events and lunch and learns, but you have to be on their mailing list to see that. So, going to Google online, find your local newspapers and your local business journals, get on their, their newsletter list, their subscriptions, and show up. You will have a better chance of being featured consistently for things that you have going on when you make those connections. And a lot of this stuff is like free, you know, it just takes someone to take out the time, do a little research. And, you know, step out, step out. So you're
0: saying they have these mix and mingles all the time and you just have to do a little bit of homework to get on their mailing list so that you get notified when these things are happening and just show up and tell your story.
1: Yeah, show up, meet people, shake hands, tell your story. Make sure that you, I know some people don't always carry business cards anymore, but make sure you have something to give to the media. I would say a card or even a four by six that something they can QR scan that says, you know, this is what our nonprofit is, or this is who I am. So they'll know, you'll leave an impression on them. But creating relationships in person are always like, it's just always the positive move, especially in PR. And if you're having to do it on your own, When you don't have a publicist or someone who can create those relationships for you or who, you know, theoretically should already have some of those relationships in place. Part of showing up is also as you're showing up, making sure you have that storyline together, right? Of who, what, when, where, why? Who are you? What questions would you want the journalist to ask you? Be ready to answer that stuff directly in front of anybody because you never know who's actually listening to you. You never know who's in the room even.
0: No, this is Rich Advice. So what are five useful 101 tips and strategies for business owners who can't hire a Phoenix Jackson, right? What are some quick things that they can do and they can implement this right away, right after they listen to this podcast, they can start doing it. Five things.
1: So the first thing I would say is figuring out your call to action. Like, If you got in front of the media today. What's your story and what's your call to action? What do you want the public to do? What are you charging them to do? I figure that it's blasphemous to be on air and you have nothing to teach or to sell. Like, what are you there for? So figure out that first. That's the biggest piece. Two, place yourself in the, the way of like being communicated with. So going and getting on those subscription lists for your local news, going and making sure that you're mixing and mingling, and then number three would be, as I mentioned before, building partnerships with similar or like-minded organizations where you guys can connect your services to each other. And maybe you can become a pipeline to them and they can become a pipeline to you. And the next tip I would say is like getting on an event calendars. So, yes, we all hear about Meetup and there's Eventbrite as well that gives you free event information in your community and area. But there are others. There are other like local magazines and other places where they have free event calendars online where you can actually submit your event to the organization. There are groups in your city because every city have them, has them where you can actually go in and I talk to the administrators through a quick DM and say, hey, can I submit this event on your page? That's all free PR. That's free connections. That's people showing up to what you have going on. So, and I know it's, it takes time and I do apologize I know it does. That's why PR is so expensive because it's time consuming. But make sure that maybe once every two weeks, you take time to make said connections and to really see how you can connect and put your information out in free places. And again, like this is for people who want to save money on a budget too. These are things you can implement that are not going to cost you anything. And last but not least, This is a a cool trick for actually figuring out who are the journalists that actually cares about what you care about. Think about what you do. Think about what you speak on or think about what your nonprofit does or your business does. Think about that for a second and think about, okay, where do I see stories written about my industry? So maybe Psychology Today is a magazine or a publication that would feature your story if you are someone in mental health. Maybe the Buddha Dharma is a publication that would feature something if you are into yoga and spirituality. Maybe Architectural Digest is a magazine or a publication that would feature you if you are in interior design or if you create custom home products of some sort right so really think about where are where are the magazines publications online digital youtube channels that feature my industry go to those publications find out who the editors are get on twitter find out who the journalists are for these publications copy down their twitter handles send them dms let them know that you exist who you are including your name your phone number your handles your like direct contact information and especially your email and let them know who you are. There are journalists online on Twitter especially who will take pictures directly into their DM. But find out the byline. You can go to any article literally. Like you can go to any article online and go to the header or the footer and find the byline and either the the name you're going to find the name and the email or the name, the email in Instagram, the name, the email and Twitter handle, the name, the email and the YouTube channel, you're going to find out where this person is. And there are numerous ways to then contact them from there. And one of other- So there's basically a lot of shot shooting. Yes. And when you don't have a relationship with them already. And also put together a press kit for yourself and your products or services to really explain the who, what, when, where, and why. That way, let's say someone does reach back out to you and they're like, hey, you know what? We're doing a story on X, Y, and Z in a few months and we would love to feature you. You could say, boom, send me your email. I'll shoot you over my press kit. That'll give you everything you need to know about me and the highlights and the work that we've done. And in our PR university, we actually break down and have templates for people for their press kits that they can use. But you want to really highlight and show the point of interest as well and make it easy for these journalists. They're writing, they're researching, they're doing so much. And if you can make it easy for them, it's going to make their job just simple and they will come back to you over and over again for your subject matter expertise and for your professionalism because you'd be surprised how many people don't make it easier for journalists. They don't know what they're doing. So they just send them, you know, like, oh, Google me. You can find this nap. If you can make it easy for them, they will want to work with you time and again. And once you have solidified yourself as a subject matter expert, with one journalist, they'll share your information with others. They'll spread it around. You could be featured in the New York Post one week and then featured in the Wall Street Journal the next for a similar content. So don't be afraid to shoot your shot, find out their information and just craft a very professional email or DM that gets exact straight to the point about what you're looking for and what you're seeking.
0: Awesome advice. You mentioned the PR University. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Who is it for? How do people access it? What's the value of participating in the PR university? Yes. How will you come up better as a result of, of going to this university? what do, <laughs> What does this qualify me to do when I'm done?
1: Exactly. Thank you. That is a good question. Great questions. So you can find the PR university at the pruniversity.com. We're rolling out courses every quarter right now. there is The Five Keys to PR, which is a video I shot many years ago, which is the idea that led to starting the PR University because I had universities who who were looking at that video and they're sharing it in their journalism and communications classes. So you have the free Five Keys to PR. Listen to that. It's only 17 minutes long. Gain a little bit of insight on some things. And then you have the do-it-yourself class, which takes them along that journey of their brand, their PR strategy how to find their media context. It teaches them in reach. Like how do you, what systems are out there to set yourself up for the media to come to you once you figure out what you want to share with them, once you have solidified yourself as a subject matter expert. So it's that's all featured in there. But the person like I created this for two people. I created it for a the individuals who are your your nonprofit leaders, your small business owners, your corporate communications leaders, your influencers. Speakers and individuals who literally, like at this point, they probably can't afford a publicist because for a good publicist, you're paying between two and $10,000 a month to have them on your team. So it's for those people who want to get some core strategy together and get some know how together to position themselves to be featured in news, podcasts, radio, television, and, you know, articles online or even in print. So it's for those people. And our second audience are individuals who may, they may be a journalist or they may have a communications degree or they may be in college for right now, but they need to really learn how to do public relations as well because that they all go hand in hand. And so it's for those people who want to gain some more skills in that arena. So we have the do-it-yourself one-on-one. And then for the people who are really about that life and they're like, oh, I think I want to even start a PR firm myself, we have the 201 class, which Is an advanced class, has seven lessons, which really breaks down some nitty gritty and has more tutorials and more information for the people who actually want to start a firm. We kind of teach them how to start that. And for individuals who just want to take the one on one and they just want to learn how to do their own PR, they're going to walk away ready to start pitching themselves. They do all their homework, do everything they're supposed to do. They're going to walk away saying, "Okay, boom. I'm ready to go. And they can start pitching themselves and they can even start pitching themselves on the inReach systems that we show them how to set up. Like we have the I find you Close system that's set up for people who want to have speaking engagements, but you don't want to go search for them. There's a database for that. We're hooking people up with all kinds of like resources and information, and they're going to walk away with all these skills. We also have people who are like virtual assistants who are taking the class now, which I did not anticipate that, but I was like, oh, that makes sense because they're probably going to be doing PR-like functions for the people that they work for. It's like, oh, this makes sense, right, for them to learn these skills. So those are the people that are on there now, your influencers, your leaders, you know, who quite can't afford a publicist yet. And then your people who need to supplement their education around journalism and communications and marketing. And then you have now this audience that we didn't even anticipate, like I said, the, the virtual assistants that are coming in there and learning these skills so that they can help out their bosses, whoever their bosses are.
0: So how much does all of this knowledge cost? A million dollars.
1: No, I'm just joking. Yes.
0: Universities be expensive these days. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. So the PR university is it's it's by course. So just like any, you know, like any schooling out there is by course. So the courses are all between the cheapest one is $197, and that's for the branding and marketing. But that's like a live one hour course. It's not like It doesn't have a lot of homework. It's not like the other ones that have multiple lessons. So that was very inexpensive. But the average course on there is between $500 and $1,200. Excuse me, $500 and $1,400. Excuse me. And so it's very doable, I feel like, for the everyday person, because your return on investment is going to be large. And you're saving money versus going with the PR firm where you're going to be paying a significant amount of money. And you may or may not get results. This way, at least you have your hand on the pulse of all the opportunities that are going to come your way.
0: No, that sounds fantastic in terms of what the return on investment could potentially be for for what you're paying. And a lot of people can't afford a publicist or a PR team, as you mentioned. So this is a good way to start ginning up PR for that business or for that person if they're promoting a personal brand. No, this is wonderful. Any last words you would like to share with the listeners before we wrap up about marketing, branding, PR? You
1: know what? I want to give them a deal if that's okay. I would love we to- We love deals them. over here. Go yeah. ahead, girl. <laughs> I would love to give the WTF, which I love by the way that you have the acronym. I would love to give the WTF listeners a discount of 25% off for any course that they want. So use the code WTF25. And you guys can come into the p r university, learn what you need to learn, actually do your homework and and set yourself up for you know the media in the way that you want. I would also suggest that people maneuver through branding and their public image with no fear and trepidation. I see a lot of people right now who are so concerned about their personal expression because You know, they're worried about what are people going to think of me? Is there someone out there to hear what I have to say? Does what I have to say make sense? And the reality is humans are consciously interconnected. So there are humans on this planet who are thinking the exact same way you are. There are people on this planet who are on the path to thinking the way you are, and they need someone like you to open your mouth and express yourself to lead them to that next step. You are their goals. You are their next step and i don't i don't like when people sort of have trepidation in that type of expression and stepping out you you were you were here and brought on this planet to express yourself and to co-create and live and to build and so don't be afraid to do that and part of pr is that public function right is being in front of people is being you know maybe on your social media or maybe sending out your newsletter with consistency or what may have you but don't be afraid to do it because there's someone who needs exactly what you have to say. Trust me, there is.
0: Go ahead, Life Coach Phoenix, gather us together and give us the confidence we need to go forth and be bold. I love it. And listeners, you can't say I never did anything for you because here comes Phoenix with a 25% discount. I'll make sure I put that information in the show notes. So make sure you check out the show notes when you listen to this episode to get that information. Phoenix, before we wrap up, Tell the people where they can find you, follow you, find the university. Say that again. I'll also put a link to it in the show notes.
1: Yes. So you can find the PR University at thepruniversity.com. I'm online at, on Instagram, on LinkedIn at phoenix underscore Jackson underscore. And you can find me on Instagram. I'm always putting out videos. I'm getting more comfortable with myself so I'm speaking on the expression piece, right? I'm getting more comfortable with myself putting out more content as well. And you know, you can find the PR University all over the web, including on Instagram and social media at the at hashtag, excuse me, at the handle the PR University, or even, yeah, search the hashtag the PR University. You can find it as well.
0: I love it. I'm going to subscribe to the PR University, but when I'm ready, because I'm famous for starting things and then not doing the homework. Listen. and I want to make sure that I do the homework and get the benefit cuz you have to commit if you're going to do it so I'm going to wait until I have time to commit, get my homework done and get the benefits.
1: That's what I'm saying. I love and thank you for saying that because people we do have so much and we are like moving nowhere fast and this is one of those functions where it's like if you're going to be strategic about your public image and strategic about being out there in front of the right media outlets and the right people, it does take time. And I do want you to like spend, you know, some time every week for it to, or every two weeks within your homework and stuff for it to be a success for you, right? I understand. I know so many people buy courses and they don't do the work. And I want people to actually, <laughs> I want people to actually get the work done because it's going to be beneficial for your long run. It's going to help you make more money, get more exposure. And I want you to take the time to, to do that.
0: Phoenix, thank you so much. And I hope that there'll be an opportunity for you to come back. Yes. I definitely will. You are lovely and I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure meeting you and learning about all of the wonderful work that you do and the wonderful opportunities that you are providing to business owners to be able to level up their PR game by creating the PR University. I think it's a wonderful resource as a place to start because we all know that PR is expensive. And there's just some of us out here who just struggle trying to figure out this marketing game right as you said Mm -hmm. PR is between communications and marketing figuring out what to communicate and how to do it so that it reaches that audience and you get the impact that you want so that you can meet whatever it is that your goal is whether it's a personal goal or a business goal so thank you so much for creating that and to the listeners i hope that you enjoyed this episode if you do Provide some feedback. Let me know. Write a review so that others can know what you think of this episode. And go ahead and share the episode link with three friends. Because Karen is sharing, right? Make sure that you are subscribed. Right? Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast at the Alive on its new home at the Alive Podcast Network. And make sure that you're following the show on Instagram. Where's the funding underscore podcast. And follow me, your host on LinkedIn, Michelle J. McKenzie. And follow the show page on LinkedIn. LinkedIn as well. Thank you so much and see you for the next episode.